0: The more my company grows, the harder it is to stay focused on our core product. I need to master DE&I, ESG, M&A, even how to adapt to hybrid working. The more hats I wear, the more I need Aon. They bring their whole team to the table and give me access to great minds in each discipline. So as my business grows, my knowledge expands and I see things more clearly. Better decisions. Aeon. Chelsea 3, Luton, Neil Potch has his first win. I'm back in the UK, not back in the son of Chelsea studio just yet, but Chelsea win a game at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. It feels like a very long time since I've seen that happen. Uh, I think it was Leeds. I don't know if that was the last Premier League home game we won, but it was the last one I saw us win at Stamford Bridge. That was a very long time ago. And sure, there were moments in the game that, you could be concerned about um, or just frustrated that the tempo and the intensity maybe wasn't there I feel like yes the the, the kind of the cheer hybrid left winger experiment still looks to me a little bit makeshift and uh, maybe because of circumstance um, but I felt there were two well at least one very outstanding performance and we had the first Nicholas Jackson Chelsea goal, which was you know, which is what I wanted to see tonight, and I think overall you just got to be happy, right? I, f- I think people just just enjoy winning a game. I mean, I just people just it's so tense inside Stamford Bridge, it's so tense around the club. I understand that because of what happened last season. I understand that people are concerned about the direction of the club, and I don't think all of that is hyperbolic or, or nonsensical. But there just has to be a joy, right, a base, a very base level joy of just seeing your team win a football match, right? And, and I think that's what it's got to be tonight. And when you're seeing Raheem Sterling play the way he is, um, I don't know how you don't enjoy that. Um, I felt that the team, sure, it wasn't quite the team I would have liked to have seen. Uh, but Poch is staying very consistent with personnel. And I think, again, you flip back to last season... And given he's had some serious injury problems already this season, we're only three games in. The fact that he's staying consistent, I don't think it's the worst thing. He clearly trusts a group of players and he's sticking with that. And it's it's got him the result, right? I think there would have been a lot of criticism if Chelsea hadn't have won tonight, obviously. And, and three, win, three games without a win would have been a bit concerning. But the fact that Chelsea got over the line in, in quite emphatic fashion in the end... I think will will be justified. I guess that the concern is that you know against better quality teams, as you know, we've already seen this season. Chelsea will get punished, um, but I do feel that, that overall it's still got to be more positive than negative. And I felt that Chelsea would win tonight. And I'm not just saying that arrogantly. I just felt the, the level of opponent, the fact that Chelsea had looked very good uh, in periods during the first two games, I, I just thought it was a matter of time before things clicked. And I know there were some some concerns about Luton's very direct or low block. Um, I felt it was pretty clear in the first 20 minutes, actually, that they were going to really struggle. um, And their kind of very direct style of play, I think it's going to be very difficult for them away from home to try and maintain that when you have a quality, a level of quality on the ball in the Premier League that you just maybe don't have in the Championship. And I felt that Luton, even when they got into the final third, some of their... Deliveries were just truly woeful. So that helped Chelsea a lot. And when you've got Moises Casado starting his first game, I thought it was probably the perfect game for him. He had a shaky moment where he lost the ball early on. But alright, it's not the most intense game. But given what happened last weekend, I felt that it was just a very calm, kind of just alright night for him to just ease into things at Chelsea and maybe others would take the spotlight. And and one of those, of course, is Raheem Sterling. Now I spoke about Sterling when I did my you can go and find the video I think it was June so it's before I went to the World Cup um, about how I did my sort of predicted 11 and I said that I think Sterling is going to play more of a role for Bochettino than people think he will and I I thought mainly it was because of experience I also thought it's because of you know this is someone who it's easy to forget um, was joint top goal scorer for Chelsea last season he still scored nine goals which is not atrocious It's not an atrocious return for a wide player but given Sterling's very high standards it obviously pales in comparison to what he did at Man City and just some of the things I'd heard about Sterling um, literally at the back end of last season how excited he was to work with Pochettino and he had a very difficult pre-season there's no there's no getting around that it's not like any of us could have watched him in pre-season and thought wow he's gonna really hit the ground running Uh, But the idea that we needed to sell him off the back of pre-season was just silly. And I know people want to see Mudrick play. Um, And to be honest, he could still play right if he gets back from this injury quickly, uh, which it seems like he will, uh, because Sterling's playing off the right this season. At least so far, he's not playing off the left, given the way was playing as this kind of left winger slash wing back role. Uh, so there probably is room for Mudrick to play and Sterling to play as well. But the idea that Sterling was just going to be knocked out of this team, I think, is proving to be um, a little naive because he is just, he looks like a different player. He looks absolutely ferocious. When he gets going, there is he looks faster, he looks fitter than last season um he is taking no prisoners the idea that this is a guy at the end of his career who doesn't have a lot of lot left in the tank I think already on the Pochettino with a different fitness regime you are seeing how there is still a lot left for Raheem Sterling to give in the Premier League and yeah it's just that that first goal was just wonderful and it felt like it was coming um in terms of him just getting into some very good positions and then just a delicate finish into the bottom corner. It was it was just dazzling to see, and and it was it was great to see because it you know lit up Stanford Bridge. And sure, there were a few moments where Sterling, you know, maybe got things wrong. You know, I know that there are some people criticising him on his performance post the goal. And sure, Chelsea post the first goal could have gone for the juggler a little bit more. But sterling was still you always felt like sterling was getting involved and it, and it very much feels like at the moment sterling is is kind of at the heart of what potch is working with without christopher Nkunku you are kind of relying a lot on raheem sterling to make those runs attract players uh, link up with others the subtle things he does that maybe people don't really touch on that you know he makes key passes he he creates space for others i think all of this stuff is uh, very important uh, for chelsea um, but I think Raheem Sterling, obviously, was, was outstanding. And and the second goal, I like the second goal out of, you know, second and third goal for me, um, I enjoyed more than the first goal. And that's not to try and have a go at Sterling. I thought it was a wonderful individual goal. The reason I prefer the second and third goal is, they're, especially the second one, they're more repeatable, they're more team goals. And I think probably from a coaching point of view, Pochettino will like the second goal. And I think we as fans should like the second goal because it's the sort of goal that you can see being done consistently throughout the season it involved quite a few players there was a real sense of tension again coming up inside Stanford Bridge Luton had one chance that was saved by Sanchez and you were just kind of feeling that the the momentum of the game was shifting and it was becoming a little bit more transitional I think Rob Edwards made a really good point in the post-match stuff that he did where he said you know either team could have scored in that period I I don't Entirely agree with him because it didn't feel like to me Luton were having bundles of chances or the quality of chances compared to Chelsea. But I didn't know what he meant that it very much felt like a, a very open game there that could have swung in different directions. And with the nature of this Chelsea team, very young team, you, you do wonder what happened or what would have happened if, if Luton would have scored in the way Stanford Bridge would have reacted to that. Uh, but I like the fact that Caicedo um it's a small thing in the build-up to that goal, but I thought the weight of pass to Malo. I just thought was perfect I mean there's just these are small things right that you expect a professional footballer at this level and and that price that we've just paid for him to do but I've just seen so many Chelsea players over hit or under hit that ball and it just made it perfect for Mano Augusto to run onto it and it was just brilliant right into the mixer and uh, Raheem Sterling, where he's been for most of his career, right? I think you saw some, you saw all kind of three sides of Raheem Sterling in the three goals today. You saw the individual brilliance, you saw the anticipation inside the box for the second and you saw the creativity for the third, right? So um, I, I thought that second goal was just a, a great combination and good for Melo Gusto, right? I think he, he's proving already to be a very, very competent, and assured backup to Reese James, someone who is going to give that energy that Pochettino clearly needs. And I'm um, just, I'm liking what I'm seeing, right? And, and we don't know when Reese is going to be back. So I'm, I'm very happy to see Malogusto keep playing. And the fact that we've actually got a specialist right back in that position rather than having to do the makeshift thing that we were doing last season, I think is, is, is very, very um, nice, right? It, 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 it's, it's of comfort to Pochettino, I think, without, you know, of course, Reese James, who's a wonderful player. And of course, Nicholas Jackson. I was, I was just really, really happy for, for Nicholas Jackson. Um, there's still so much chatter about Chelsea going out and signing another striker. All of the options I'm hearing of at the moment just aren't really giving me much excitement. Um, and it all just leads me back to thinking that you sign Nicholas Jackson, you've got Armando Breuer returning soon. Just develop those players, um, and especially Nicholas Jackson, because he, just, he has so many attributes that I just think excite me. Um, Things that just from, if you were to compare and contrast to Kai Havertz last season, just night and day in terms of what Nicholas Jackson brings. Um, He gets the ball and he's able to turn and run at defence very quickly. He's able to increase the tempo of an attack very quickly. He's physical. He gets the ball. He is not scared of a physical challenge. And he's also someone who, even when he loses out on those physical battles, is not just kind of giving up. There's, he, he keeps on going and, and tries to win the ball. I think there is an unorthodox nature to him, which I think is actually what you need in the Premier League in the sense that it feels like not everything has to be so neat and tidy. He can work his way out of some awkward situations on the ball and keep attacks going. But technically too, he seems to be working well with his uh, fellow attackers and he's also doing a lot of work for the team. Some of the runs he's making, some of the brilliant passes that Levi Colwell was playing through in the first half to him you, know, you just see it, there's an all round nature to Nicholas Jackson. He, he still is raw. There still is going to be some bad days for him at Chelsea. I'm sure of it because he's a young striker. But to be there um, in front of the Matthew Harding to score that first goal, um, big moment personally for him to just get that first goal. And, and I think it you know it's, it, it should be a vindication of give this guy time to develop. I think he could turn out to be a very valuable player for Chelsea. It's, it's early days and he will have some setbacks, I'm sure, throughout the season. But I, I like what I see. I think as a focal point, he's a million miles better than what we had last last season, and that's you know that's of course criticizing last season, but I think it shows you um, how yeah, you know, I think valuable Nicholas Jackson is already proving to be. Some other players, um, you know, I thought Ben Chilwell. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff said about Ben Sherwell, right? And I'm not the biggest fan of him playing at left wing. Um, I don't know what he was thinking in that that chance in at the start of the second half, and that was a worrying moment because you thought, oh no, is this where the game's going to turn and Chelsea going to come back to rue that mischance. chance. Given Chilwell's ability in front of goal, I don't understand why he wasn't shooting there, and he's kind of make, made a joke about it on social media. I do think like a lot of the Chilwell hate is just so forced. I'm not talking about criticism. I think people just there, there are some people who just disliked Ben Chilwell before he even signed for Chelsea, and uh, it's very clear to see when you know that stuff is being used kind of as cover um and i do think he's a very very good footballer i'm not quite sure it's working and i just i'm not sure it's getting the best out of ben Chirwell. um you know he still is able to make some very good runs um and he's 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 got that ability to he's, he's an amazing athlete like in terms of the, the way he's able to accelerate with the ball i just don't know i i think that maybe for him what makes him quite dangerous from a wide position or when he's moving in i just think having a player who's a decoy in front of him i think is more impactful um than him having to be that player it just you know because Caldwell isn't really operating as someone who's like an overlapping sort of center back like you'd see at sheffield united right A few, it's not it's not like those two are linking up um, it kind of feels like he's very lopsided at the moment. And sure, some of that maybe is compensating for the fact that you don't have Christopher Nkunku, who is a big part of preseason. season Mudrick, of course, unavailable. Madawake still coming back into to some fitness. So I understand. But, you know, you've got Ian Matson there, right? I would have liked to have seen Ian Matson and Ben Sherwell down that left side. And maybe, of course, in time, Mikhailo Mudrick and Ben Sherwell. And I guess the, the bigger discussion point is is when, when you're looking back in a team... You know what happens with Thiago Silva you know um, in terms of a back two because it feels like at the moment with his age you kind of are forced to play a, a, a back three and I'm not sure you know it, it, but but Thiago is such a wonderful professional it, you don't want to lose him in the team but there also is I think there's going to become that friction right in terms of if it continues to be a problem will we see a move to a back two which I think is what Poch probably wants to play Um, because we didn't play through pre-season with a back three. like I think there was like 45 minutes where we did, but that was just probably to give players minutes rather than the intention. We all thought it was going to be a 4-2-3-1. So that's going to be interesting to see how that develops right. Uh, Enzo, um, I just love watching Enzo play football. I I think he's just got such a wonderful ability with the ball at his feet. Um, His involvement in the build-up to the third goal, just the way he was able to knock that ball over and put it through uh to raheem sterling he was he was bursting down the wing to to try and get on the end of it i just you know i think he's going to be an orchestrator right and and sure maybe he isn't playing that linker role that that you know that number 10 role that maybe people think he could but he still is such a vital player and um very early days for the casado enzo partnership but i think in time it's going to be good and i also thought conor gallagher um, just again showing why we shouldn't be selling it and you know when you've loaned out Andre Santos to Cesare so casade has gone you've got these injury problems I just can't sure now out injured the idea of sending Conor Gallagher was nonsensical before any of that happened it should be absolutely out of the question now it'd be criminal to let Conor Gallagher go um, all right he again there are still erratic parts to his game but I just think in terms of what Pochettino is looking for for this team I just think he, he fits it um, so perfectly so we go into now the afc Wimbledon game i'm very intrigued to see what happens with that game in terms of from a team selection point of view you always suspect against like a league two opponent that it's going to be quite a lot of rotation but at the same time you know i think pochettino will clearly want to take that competition seriously i'd like to see ian mattson come in i'd like to see noni malawake maybe get that start mccullough mudrick if he's fit Um, Ugo Chukwu who obviously came off the bench today and and maybe Mason Burstow getting some minutes to Bashir Humphreys there's a lot of names in there who either played a bit in preseason or maybe you know require more minutes I wouldn't be surprised if if Moises Casado plays again because of course this is a guy who didn't really have a pre-season so you probably want to get those minutes up for him quite quickly so I feel like you know uh, midweek is a good opportunity to do that those are my thoughts on the game let me know yours in the comments below and I'll see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.